0: Welcome to the Church of the Living God Man Cave Podcast. Our hope is to add to your walk with Jesus as brothers, sons, fathers, and grandfathers, and as husbands, all at your convenience. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast. Uh, So glad you could join us today, and uh, we hope you're being blessed by this endeavor that we're trying to do. For the church and uh, the men of the church in particular, and anybody connected to the church. But uh, uh, as we were warming up and getting started, getting ready, we were trying to think of things to banter about, things to talk about. And we covered quite the variety. We went from dad jokes to uh, old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. <laughs> to Mork and Mindy. To Mork and Mindy <laughs> and Robin Williams. Right. And so we've kind of hit the full spectrum, I think, just in the last five minutes. I forgot the parrot. <laughs> the, parrot. <laughs> the parrot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Mike had a good dad joke. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to share, you can. <laughs> well, I'll share another
0: one. Another one. That's okay. that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, what did Beethoven, or why did Beethoven get rid of his chickens?
1: Why did Beethoven get rid of mm-hmm. his chickens? All they said was, bok, bop, bop. <laughs> gotcha wow yeah one oh, other that's one terrible
0: what what did the dna say to the other dna let's well, stick together do these genes make me look fat <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh, oh my yeah. goodness
1: wow <laughs> that's awesome move on yes yeah move on, yeah, yeah. Move on. <laughs> uh yeah so we we were talking about those old cartoons too you remember yeah. when back in the day when there was saturday morning cartoons oh absolutely and was that not like the
2: golden era of life? Yeah. No responsibility, just Nothing. life. At it's fine.
1: Like you chose to get up at eight a.m. Right, yeah. right, because you wanted to watch cartoons till noon.
2: And what's interesting is,
0: and <clears throat> I don't think I think I said this before the uh, podcast. Uh, my granddaughter Emma, who is going to be four, she likes the original Tom and Jerry. The original ones. The right. original. My kids went through a Tom and Jerry phase yeah. too. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I enjoyed them. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, of course keely is you know almost 14 now and uh the cartoons the shows that she watched when she was little you know are are just like completely gone they're not even anywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. it's almost like a whole different generation for what the the kids yeah. the right. young ones now are watching right and uh but man i miss those saturday mornings i remember getting up getting some food mm-hmm. going in there kicking on the tv sometimes too loud you know and then you hear turn it down yeah, you know, right whatever. there's
2: nothing like some good coco melon
1: <laughs> Cocoa Melon is a bad word in our oh house. Oh my we, goodness, we I not can't down stand with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not down with that. Oddly enough, you know, the baby Barrett, he's he's all about um Mickey Mouse. He likes Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah, right. Hmm. Anything Mickey Mouse. And which I didn't even know they've changed all that now. But yeah. um Yeah, I just I, I guess the nostalgia like I'm I'm getting old enough where I start to I'm starting to understand nostalgia
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like I'm getting the whole point of it is not that things were necessarily better. In the world back then, right? But it said right. it was better for you, right? Back in the day, you know, it's like you you had no responsibility, like you were saying, yep. and no work, no, nobody depended on you, and it was it was great, man. You watch See,
2: cartoons. we had to catch the early ones, you know, between six and seven by seven thirty, we had to go to work.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that, gone. that gone. Yeah, we did. I was
2: watching Power
1: Rangers and that kind yeah, of stuff. Pastor's was, Kid, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you ever,
0: Bible Man? Do you ever remember that? Yeah. Oh, my, man. My Bible kids were Veggie Yeah, Veggie Yeah, I've got a Veggie Tales tie. I'm just saying, I wear That's, it every yeah, so often. It, it.
1: It's hardcore. Uh, gosh, those those are classic.
2: It's an asparagus You tie. said Bible Man. I'm thinking of the, it was a Hanna Barbera, the big hairy guy with the BAM. Thing, oh, what was that guy called?
1: He was like orange. Captain
2: Something, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know, I can picture it, but I don't, yeah. I don't
1: know what it's called. <laughs> Man, yeah, I was like, I was just after, like, when I was a kid, the Hanna Barbera cartoons were old, right? Yeah, you know, but but you know, you have the classics Scooby Doo mm-hmm. and all that, but like, I liked uh, uh, Space Ghost, yeah, I never, uh, Cartoon Network, I remember that, one. that one was good. And um, uh, oh gosh, there's another, oh, Johnny Quest, you remember the old Johnny Quest. You didn't watch Johnny Quest? Uh, I was at work right, by uh, that point. Yeah, you must have been. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Quest was awesome. It was it was not exactly the most PC cartoon, uh-huh. but it was it was cool. It, it was a neat show. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a little buddy named Haji. and okay. he was of uh, Middle Eastern origin, right. and so it was kind of insensitive. I got gotcha. you. But, but it was uh, it was a neat show, man. It was cool. This but they just all looked the same, you know. This is bad. The, the I spent a lot of
0: cartoons. I'm sorry, I didn't that's sure. right. I spent a lot of time, money, and effort child-proofing my house, but the th- kids still get in. <laughs> they still <get> in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back to the dad joke. Sorry, no, kids. <laughs> <back to me. laughs>
1: All right, cool. Well, to shift gears, we can kind of jump in toward what we we're, we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're calling this episode, The Monster is Me. Wow. The Monster is Me. That's which very encouraging. Is just, it's encouraging, but it's just, it's just stinking catchy, too. Yeah. So we're hoping it kind of grabs people's attention. But the reference is from a book that I, I've been teaching out of, I've been marathon teaching out of yeah. uh, for Sunday school here at the church over the last, really, year and a half. Um, it's a book called Slaying Dragons, A Practical Guide to Spiritual Warfare. And it's by a guy named Daniel Kalinda. And if you don't know who he is, he is uh, the spiritual son and the the one who succeeded uh, evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ministry is Christ for all nations. They call it Cfan, for mm-hmm. short. Christ for all nations. And of course, under Bonky the ministry saw millions and mi- tens of millions mm-hmm. tens of salvations, of millions, yeah. uh, really, primarily in Africa, right. right. Um, and so he was kind of a modern-day apostle to Africa, and uh, really really great man of God. He died a few years ago, I think mm-hmm. two or three years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but before he did, he passed the baton to uh, Brother Kalinda, and uh, he's a young guy. I think he's, he may be a little bit older than me, but um, he's he's probably in his 30s or early 40s at the most. And uh, he wrote this book about spiritual warfare. And, of course, he's got all these, you know, crazy spiritual warfare experiences from mm-hmm. the Crusades in Africa and a lot of similar stories to what we've heard and, right. and some of our right. people have seen in our own trips, you know. Um, but in uh, in Chapter 8 of the book. The chapter is called Killing Your Own Pet Dragon. And uh, the the premise of the chapter is that as believers, oftentimes the things that we struggle with lifelong or, or whatever, that there are things in our lives that are demonic in origin and that through our choices and our decisions, we actually nurture and facilitate their growth instead mm-hmm. of destroying them. Right. And so um, his point in the chapter is, you know, how can we Um, destroy those things before they can destroy us. Mm -hmm. And so he tells a couple of examples. He talks about uh, a book, I forget the name of the book, uh, a kid's book, but the character in the book is named Billy Bixby, And he wakes up one morning and he sees a a little dragon about the size of a kitten in his room. And uh, he goes downstairs to tell his mom about it, and his mom, you know, he's all excited. His mom's like, oh, Billy, there's no such thing as dragons. And then throughout the course of the book and the story of the kid's book, it it grows and grows and grows and it reaches the point where it's head's sticking out the front door and it's tail sticking out the back and it's carrying the house when it walks kind of thing. Wow. But the mom is just ignoring it. Oh, there's no such thing as dragons, mm-hmm. no such thing as dragons. And then he also tells another story of a man. I believe he was in, in the UK who had a, a pet Python and Great. this thing ultimately, you know, killed him, which I feel like is not rocket science. Right. But that's going to happen. Right. But yeah. Um, the tragedy of how the man fed and nurtured this snake for years, and then ultimately it would be what we kill him. Wow. And uh, the point being, the connection being to the spiritual side, that there are these things in our lives that grow and grow and grow. And unless we take it out young, unless we try to destroy it, it's going to destroy us. Right. But in the course of the chapter, he he makes this quote. He says, when I was a child, I worried about monsters under the bed. When I became a man, I realized the monster is me. Hmm. The monster wow. is me. And so uh, there's also this other thing I've I've seen quite a bit on social media. Have you guys heard of Jordan B. Peterson? Have you heard of him, Jordan Peterson? I have, yes. No. He's a Canadian uh, psychologist. Um, he's um, He wouldn't be what you would consider a classical conservative by any right. means, but he's a very educated man. He wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life, I think is what it's called. And uh, it's really it's you know helping a lot of people, particularly young men. It's geared mm-hmm. toward young men. Um, and anyway, he he makes a big stand about masculinity and and how the gender roles are you know instrumental to the success of a culture and, right. and all that. And again, not really from a, a conservative standpoint, but from a uh, a data driven psychoanalytical standpoint, right. saying that hey, you know the data shows that it's good to have. Men in these roles and women in these roles, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But anyway, he he has this whole spiel that he does. I think on um, on Joe Rogan's podcast or somebody where he talks about, you know, the best men are the men who are monsters but who have it under control. Hmm. You know, he says he says a good man is is a man who could do harm who doesn't. You know? Right. And it's a, it's a very humanist approach. Mm-hmm, I'm not right. I'm not exactly endorsing the approach, right. but the point is that there's this conversation in the air. Uh, for today uh, about this concept of the monster within, you know, and as men, um, I want to go back to Kalinda's quote, when I was a child, I worried about monsters under the bed. When I became a man, I realized the monster is me. And this understanding that as Christian men, that there are things in us that need to be our foremost problem, Right. right? They need to be the thing that we are foremost in fighting things that are within us because those things that are within us defile us the Bible says right and these are the things that can make us into a monster mm-hmm. you know and, and a monster being not just someone who facilitates maybe a demonic presence of course that's a a, a crazy experience to, to witness or to have you know experience firsthand but but just from the the concept that if I don't stand firm mm-hmm. if I'm not strong in the right things, as we talked about in our last episode, then there can be things in me that can become monstrous, that can destroy my life, my marriage, my kids, my legacy. right? And so I want us to look at that idea, and I want us to look at what's within. Mm -hmm. That's what I want us to talk about. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 in the New King James Version, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life keep your heart with all diligence. And then Jesus said in Mark chapter 7 verse 20, it says and Jesus was saying that which comes out of the person that is what defiles the person. Right. So this this understanding that really all of the great battles, all of the great struggles, all the potential monstrous things in our lives are going to start in us. Right. In us. And so I think I think the obvious starting point is you know back to Proverbs 4:23 about the heart. You know, the heart in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, it comes from the Hebrew word "lave," and it means um, really our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So it's it's how we think, um, how we feel, and, and how we want, what we want, right? right? So thoughts, feelings, and desires. So Solomon, in writing Proverbs, says to his son, keep your heart with all diligence. That word keep actually paints kind of a word picture of, of a, a stronghold or a fortress, mm-hmm. Um, something that is walled in and and protected, um, but what what I want you to to see you know the the classical approach to this verse is that you 've got to protect your heart from that which is without right from what 's trying to get into your heart, and I agree with that the enemy 's constantly sowing seed he 's constantly trying to get things into your heart, through your eyes, through your ears. you know those are gateways to the soul, the bible mm-hmm. says, so he 's always trying to get things into your heart, but I want us to consider that what is already in our heart must be locked down. Right. Unless until it is transformed and changed. Okay. Right. The the saving work of Christ is the only thing in creation that can truly transform a heart. Absolutely. There's no amount of enlightenment, right. philosophy, right. humanism, you know, Positive education. Thinking. But exactly. There's mm-hmm. no amount of anything that can truly transform the heart of a person other than the work of Christ. The, the blood of Christ right. being applied right. through faith. Right. Right? Um, so until that has had its full work, what's in there, we need to keep locked up. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a lot of times,
0: too, people try all the other stuff, you know, the positive thinking and, sure. and doing this or that, and when they need to rely on the finished work. The Bible says it's the finished work of Christ. So he's already finished it. We've got to receive it and do it. Right. And keep
1: it. Right. And it you know we receive it by faith just right. like we receive just Christ, just like anything else, right? And and as we come into more knowledge, more understanding, more faith and, and it becomes a, applied to more and more of our life. Right. But those things that are within a man, Jesus said that is what defiles mm-hmm. the person. So, you know, in in Mark chapter 7, the particular issue was that people were unhappy with what the disciples were eating and mm-hmm. things like that and he's like you're worried about Food served to idols. You're worried about, you know, whatever, you know, right. things being kosher or not, you know, you're worried about all the letter of the law. And he says, the problem is not what's going in. Right. It's what comes out. Absolutely. And what what he what Jesus highlights to the people that he's talking to is is, is exactly what Solomon said in Proverbs 4. Mm-hmm. That it's out of the heart that all the issues of life come. Mm-hmm. And, and I love in Proverbs 4, and I know I'm jumping back and forth, but in Proverbs 4 it says, for out of the heart spring the issues of life. Right. That's not a coiled spring, that's a, a well. Right. Like a well. Spring the issues of life. You could also say, out of the heart flow the issues of life. Right. So look at your life. What are your issues? What are the things you're dealing with? What Your, your temper, your language, uh-oh. your attitude. Temper language. Your, right. Your um, approach toward women. Right. view of women, um, your view of work, your view of all these different things, all the issues in your life, mm-hmm. you can look at those and you can reverse engineer that. You can trace that back to your heart. Right. You can trace that back to your own insecurities, mm-hmm. your own tendencies, your own desires, your own thoughts, and your own feelings. Again, mind, will, and emotions. Right. So your, your thoughts, how you think about yourself flows out of your heart via your mouth right? Jesus said in Matthew 12, 1234. Well, I'm, I'm actually in Luke 6, 45,
0: it says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good, sure. and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil, for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Sure, so out of the, And the, right. the other one is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's there is eventually going to come out, be good or bad.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so your words can show you what what monstrous Absolutely. thing is lurking.
0: Absolutely. Well, and the thing about it is, it doesn't show you only, it shows those that are around you. Yes. And the people yes. that you come in contact with. And, yeah. you know, it, it's interesting when you when you meet up with somebody and then they have an opinion of somebody that you know, and it doesn't match up with the opinion that you have of them, something's not kosher, right. something's wrong. They're seeing something
1: you know? and hearing something you're right.
2: not. Right, right. At that point, I feel like your hearts are unaligned. You know? Right. You're talking about what's in your heart. Um, you're always going to do. I feel like the places you go and the things you do, is because of your heart. Right, exactly. Sure. You know, if you're hanging out at bars all the time, it's because that's where your heart is. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. You know, absolutely. If you're hanging out at church every time the door's open, it's because that's where your heart is. Absolutely. Right. I mean,
1: if you're giving attention right. to the wrong people in your life. Right. You know, if you're elevating your kids above your spouse. Right, right. You know, that's that's not right. That's, that's not right. That's an that's issue. That's correct. Right. Yeah. If you're elevating another person above your spouse, mm-hmm. right. that's not right. Whether it's a friend or a potential romantic thing. Right. right, absolutely. You know, that's not right either. So I want us to really we really got to focus. On this understanding, that that what we're dealing with out here started in here, right? Mm-hmm. And that we've got to keep our heart locked down mm-hmm. until the transforming work of Christ can be done. And it's the grace of God, of course, that's going to enable us to do that. The mercies of God. I think I'm going to be I'm going to be preaching on the mercies of God this next week, and that's uh, the only thing I'm thinking about all week. Yes. And so it's that's on my mind, but. It's those kinds of things, those tools that God gives us, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, all these things that He gives us that enables us to lock down those things and transform those things mm-hmm. through the finished work of Christ like we're talking about. But we have to understand that if, if we take a, a an objective look at the world around us, our world around us, mm-hmm. then we can see what our issues are. We can have the revelation, and it's really not all that spiritual. If we want
0: to see them. If we want to see them. If we don't want to see them, we're going to look past that, for someone else's issues that they had,
1: absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it's amazing. Never underestimate the power of a person to persuade themselves of anything. Right, right. I mean, that's just yeah. the reality. You you can persuade yourself of anything. You can justify it. You can use scripture to do it. You can find a way to be wrong and condemn someone else for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know, and it's it's mind boggling how it happens, even in the church house. Right. Right. You know, But again, back to the original quote, when I became a man, I realized the monster is me. One of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn as a man is, as I've gotten older, understanding my limitations, understanding just how bad I can fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God, by the grace of God, I haven't. Right. But understanding truly that I'm no better than anybody else. Yeah. Right, you know, and that that the same things that have caught a million men before could catch me mm-hmm. too, except for the grace of God and the work of Christ in my life and His work in my heart. And so, all of our issues spring from our heart, from what we think, feel, and want. Mm-hmm. And until God begins to change what we think, feel, and want, mm-hmm. we're going to have issues. Right, absolutely, and and that makes us a potential monster.
2: And that won't happen until we give effort. That's, That's right. One of the right things. To do is just give effort, right. effort
1: get into it. Right. Effort. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be willing to say, God, you know, my life is open, yeah. you know, to my thoughts are open, my, my words, you know, my feelings. You know, we, we might have an entirely legitimate reason for how we feel. Yeah. Right. I mean, based on our experiences, who's been in and out of our life, um, who's failed us, who, you know, has done this or that for us or against us, all of that completely legitimate, but none of it is higher. From right. the right that we have right. in Christ as right. sons of God, as men of God, to be more. Right. To be more. Our right to be more. We have the right to be more through the finished work of Christ. Right. No other way. Right. No other way would be right. Exactly. And and let's be clear. Jesus is the hero here, not us. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. He's the one that stepped in, did what we couldn't do. Right. Lived a life we couldn't live. Mm-hmm. He was good enough to share wisdom and insight like he did here in Mark 7. Right good enough to tell us, hey, heads up, it's not what you're putting in, right. right? It's what's coming out, you know? And then he even went far enough. He got specific. right? And and so we'll read uh, Mark 7, 21. It says, for from within, out of the hearts of people, come the evil thoughts, acts of sexual immorality. Well, sexual immorality starts in my heart. Yeah, it starts in your thoughts. Absolutely. It starts in your desires. Absolutely. Right? It starts in your emotions. Mm-hmm. Maybe that person gives you something that your spouse doesn't in one of those areas. Right. Affirmation, respect, which is one thing we're going to talk about later. You know, not just the physical part. Right. You know, sex is not just physical. Right. Right. It it is emotional. It is uh, mental. It is all these different things. And so, but it starts in the heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said theft starts in the heart. Mm -hmm. In in the Old Testament, he called it covetousness, Mm -hmm. desiring something so much that you'd be willing to take it from someone else. Right. Uh, He says, murder, murder starts in the heart. Interesting. Yeah. You know, we think about the manifestation of murder, you know, through whatever brutal means it is, but it all started within someone before it ever flowed through that gun or that knife or whatever they chose to use to do it. Acts of adultery started in the heart. Um, Deeds of greed Mm -hmm. started in the heart. Wickedness, deceit. Indecent behavior. I mean, he's getting specific. Right. He's he's digging in. Right. Envy starts in the heart. Slander. So lying about people. Um, and let me say this: it's not slander when it's true. Right. 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 We 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 want to scream slander when someone calls us on our stuff. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we've been caught. Right. But but it's not slander when it's true. Right. right? It's slander when it's made up. It's false. It's a lie. So. Understand the difference there. Just a little side note. Pride starts in the heart, thinking that you're something. Mm -hmm. As Paul said in Romans 12, thinking of yourself more highly than you ought, right? Foolishness starts in the heart, right? Verse 23 all these evil things come from within and defile the person. This is not limited to men, obviously. This is a people thing. But we're men, we're talking about men, right? So all these things start within. This is why Jesus wants our heart, right? This is why Solomon tells us to guard our heart, mm-hmm. because these things will come out of you if you're not on guard. Yeah. So I can keep them from coming out with Jesus. I think you can mm.
2: if you guard your heart. If
1: you guard your if heart, guard your heart. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And and again, I you know Solomon's perspective in the Old Testament pre Jesus pre Holy Spirit right pre gifts of the Spirit you know all that he's looking at it from an issue of probably the law of Moses and, right. and trying to do those things that God ascribed to holiness right and 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 I think there's merit to that you know if you do holy things you get holy results mm-hmm. uh, you do blessed things you get blessed results right uh,
2: you can't do cursed things and get blessing right right so for those out there listening we have the power to keep these from coming out do we have the power to get rid of them from our heart?
1: I believe so. I believe so. I believe that the power um, is in Christ alone. I I don't think it's in our ability. Right, no. You know, again, the only thing we bring to the table is faith and participation. Right. You know, we show up and we say we believe. Right. I I think that's it. That's all you can do. Um, Because ultimately, what we all know is that no matter how hard you try... right. In your own strength and in your own power, you're going to fail eventually. Eventually, eventually. Right? Yeah. and so I recommend you go back to the previous episode and listen to us talking about being strong in the right things. Right, you know, be strong in the right things, and that's going to help you guard your heart while Jesus tries to transform it. Right. And again, the practical things that help you do that, being in God's house, among God's people, hearing God's word, reading God's word, getting it in you, right in you, not just letting it go in one ear and out the other, right. but in you, thinking on it, meditating, pondering upon it, you right. know, and, and getting that in you, getting in God's presence wherever you can, whenever you can. All these practical things are going to help, but then also saying to Jesus, Lord, transform my heart. Change my temper. Mm-hmm. If, if my wife says I have a temper, then that's something that I need Jesus to work on. Yeah. Because in myself, I can't change that. Right, I, I can't right. do it. He's the hero, not me. The only thing I can do is say, Jesus, come. You got permission. Do whatever you want to do.
0: And that's the thing is he's done the finished work, as we've talked about before. But we have to allow it to happen. He, yeah. We have to make sure we give him the
1: control that he needs. Absolutely. Which is nothing less than full. Absolutely. He has done enough. Right. The Bible says if he would, if God would give us his own son, right. how much fr- more freely would he give us all things? In another place it says how much more freely would he give us the holy spirit. Right. And, and so he wants to give us the tools and the, the weapons, the arsenal that we need. He wants to give us whatever we can. Um, we just have to have faith. We have to believe. We have to give him permission because God is not like the devil. If you come to our church, you're going to hear me say that all the time. Mm-hmm. God is not like the devil. He's not going to put you in a headlock and drag you into his will. Right. He's, right. Not, going to, he's not going to drive you to do something that's going to, uh, that, that he wants to do in your life. Right, the devil does that. Right, the devil drives you to destruction and failure and all these things. God leads. Right, God. Yeah. God invites. God says, "Hey, come with me. Let's go together. Right. I've already been there. I know the way. Let's go together." Right. Right. Um, that's how God operates. So we have to show up, have faith, and and just let Him do what He wants to do. And a lot of times that manifests itself by us saying to God, "God, I recognize I've I've got a heart issue I didn't know about." Right. Right. <laughs> you know? I I got a heart issue. And and gentlemen, your wives are a great sounding board. Absolutely. They'll tell you. You know, sometimes the things they're nagging you about, I'm saying that in air quotes, nagging Mm -hmm. you about, um, are legit.
2: Right, sure. Sometimes
1: you're a punk. Yes. Sometimes you got a bad attitude. Right, absolutely. Sometimes your mouth goes. Yeah, If
2: if that defense. Um, comes up that's right look at your heart there's a problem that's, right. that's, <laughs> that's exactly right if you immediately
1: feel like you're backed in a corner she might be right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know not her only mom and dad that's a good you point know, even though you're grown you know your parents can still they, they've known you your whole life right yeah. they know what your your weaknesses are your parents a lot right. of the time and so you got people around you sometimes your kids right can show you what, what your weaknesses are they can <laughs> they can <laughs> Sometimes they're the weakness, I guess. But, but yeah, I mean they can show you, you know, and so if we look at our lives, we look at what what is without, we can trace it back to what's going on within. Yeah. And we can trace that back to our heart, to our thoughts, our feelings, and our desires. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that God needs to change in us yeah. to make us like him. For us to put on Christ. Right. For us to have the mind of Christ. Right. You know, all these different things that the Bible, the New Testament talks about you know all of these components of the journey are there to completely undo all the things that the enemy has done right, right? the bible says that that jesus was manifested to uh, undo the works of the devil mm-hmm. right i think it's in hebrews maybe not anyway it's somewhere in there maybe john um but jesus showed up to do that to completely mm-hmm. undo all the works of the enemy he was manifest for that very reason and he wants to do that in our hearts right but he's got to have permission even Jesus said, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock." He He, he didn't say, "I show up and kick the door." Wow, we've bro. got to give him permission. You know, and that's it, amazing. It, to me. It, it's odd to me, and I think this is something that people struggle with as we're as we're wrapping up this concept that God is so powerful, so sovereign, all this stuff, and yet He respects boundaries. Right, right. Yet He seems to
2: respect our, our choice. Shows you how sovereign He is. That's true. Wow. Yeah. That's well, true. we have no clue about that because <laughs> we're true. like wait a minute I'm setting this boundary right. here, you know he's but, so secure so
1: unmovable it. <laughs> right it, it doesn't matter what we think or want if we right. don't want it okay that's up to right. us he's still God right he's just as much God as he ever that was or change ever him will will a be, bit right? right but then he wants to yeah he wants to get in he wants to say hey there's mm-hmm. stuff there's stuff in you that needs to be locked down so that I can deal with it mm-hmm. let me deal with it let me deal with your attitude. Let me deal with your mouth. Let mm-hmm. me deal with your anger. Let me deal with your your uh, your adulterous attitude, right. you know, or 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 approach to life. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, sure. Let me deal with your, your sexual immorality. Right. You know? Let me deal with uh, thoughts of evil. Let me deal with your greed, right. your wickedness, your envy, you know, your deceit. Sometimes, oh. man, there are deceitful people out there.
0: I keep thinking of the question, but why do we need to lock him down so he can transform us? And the answer to that is because those around us don't deserve the monster that, that comes out Yeah, that's not transformed. That's they don't point. deserve that. You that's know, right. My family doesn't deserve it. My friends, my coworkers, my colleagues, they don't deserve the bad attitude or the innuendos or things like that. The, so anger, the anger, all that. The anger,
1: sure. sure. Yeah, no matter how legit it is, guys. And understand I, there there are such a, there's such a spectrum of experiences that people have had. Right. Things right. that I've never experienced right, that I can't right. even imagine. Right. I'm sure. Right. You know, and and so I, I don't mean to diminish at the all the legitimacy of why you are the way you are at right? all. All I'm here to do is to say, hey, what's flowing out of you doesn't have to flow out of right. you. Right. Yeah. Right. If you let Jesus into your heart. Right. He can get into that fortress and he can deal with that junk. Absolutely. And, and he he's can the transform only one. it. He's he the can only transform one. it. That's right.
0: We appreciate you being a part of this podcast and we invite you to email us. Do you feel like there's a monster in you that needs to be locked down? We're here to help. We'd like to pray with you. If you've got any questions, feel free to email us at info at wincitycolg.com. That's info at dot gcom And we'll see you on the next Man Cave broadcast. Podcast. Podcast, right.
1: <laughs> see, you. see you guys. Hope it helps you.